Jesus Christ. I'm hoping this shit, we're getting right into it. Savage, let's fucking go. I'm telling you, I know we were talking before the podcast. I know you guys haven't seen it yet. That fucking monster of a human fucking being, man. Fuck R. Kelly. He's, he's a bad dude. I mean, there's been a lot of people like him for a long time. I know, and we were saying that because you said Michael Jackson out the gate. And I, well, I said as an example, look at Michael Jackson. I wasn't like, yo, yeah, point he, your you finger made at it, Michael yeah, Jackson. As soon as you said that, I was like, okay, now you're just making it sound like cars talking about black people. <laughs> it's just, no, yeah. fuck that, because I said Elvis. Like, everybody is saying Michael Jackson and Elvis. Our listeners the didn't hear that part. They didn't hear that part. All right, fine. But <laughs> R. Kelly, continue. No, what I'm saying is the fact that this dude has moved with impunity for 20 fucking years with this how. shit. I don't know. I think do the same thing with uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. He's been doing some fuck shit for a very long It's that that, that's some that, fuck that, shit. that status of, you know, there's, I'm not saying everyone in that industry is bad. There's a lot of amazing individuals. The fact is that this has been around for a very long time. R. Kelly got enough clout, he can get away with that. It's, why is hey. it prevalent now? Is it because everybody's hey. voice is now being now heard? Being or is heard? it because, you know, because everyone's saying something, now it's an issue with the law? Well, there's actually another interesting theory, too, is in the documentary, there's Sparkle who used to, who R. Kelly brought on, who is a beautiful R&B singer or whatever, and she, her niece is actually the one in the R. Kelly uh, tape getting p- pissed on, right? Mm-hmm. And so she was obviously crying, distraught, like, how dare you, and I'm so embarrassed I ever introduced, you know, my family and I haven't spoken in years after that, you know, because... Her golden shower? Yeah, well, because the family in the trial got on the stand after a six-year trial that was strategically planned. What happened was the tape came out. Chicks 14. Six, they string the court case out for six years. Mm-hmm. So that way, in that time, R. Kelly releases I Believe I Can Fly, all these tracks that give him retribution, and people sort of... that they're like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, this is amazing. Right. Who did that? R. Kelly? And, what? And people mm-hmm. sort of forget about the tape. And by the time the, th- the tape comes, like, the trial's about to wrap, the parents get on the stand and the girl gets on the stand and all three of them say that that wasn't her in the video. Wow. I'm telling you, this wow. dude's a fucking... Were these people paid off, or do we know? Yeah, Was there any out of court sure settlement? A lot of people... He gave settlements to a lot of people, but the interesting theory out there is... Hey, I'd be real. I would too. Shit. But, I'm also not pissing on people. But yeah, like, but if I saw you peeing, he was on giving someone, him. I'll take a. I'll take a settlement. <laughs> he was giving. He was giving him peanuts though, like ten thousand dollars type shit. Oh, like, mm. and or these families are. That's you know, true. Really struggling. That's the tr- and, thing. Fine. You know, ten thousand to like some peanuts, people are a shit. A, that's a shit ton of that money. That could be life changing. All right, fine. Yeah. Life changing. Yeah. You're right. Absolutely. Pay off your debt. Put your kids in a great school, possibly. Yeah. You know, pay any... Man, fuck Just to that. get them started. There's no price. Yeah. Just to get them started. But there is a price. Wouldn't that, you? That's what capitalism is, But that's is, the bro. thing. Would, wouldn't you do that, though? Take it? Take 10000 If it gave you that opportunity you just said. If it gave me the opportunity to change my life and the benefit of my family or loved ones, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I think so, too. And, like, I can't blame the people that took it. 
I no. really can't. Yeah. Like, I don't. Bl- I don't blame the people that took it for taking it. I'm just saying that you know you'll have to reconcile with that later on for look, your daughter's sake. Because look, if it was like maybe a murder situation, I kind of yeah, I kind of equate it to. I I kind of would at this feel point. differently. But mm. if I'm like, I guess it just depends. I on what I'm involved with, you know. That's a nasty. If man, it came bro. down to like, did he or did he not pee on this girl? And mm. I looked at Carter, and I'm thinking about that settlement Carter just offered me. <laughs> Hell no, he didn't pee on that girl, <laughs> dude. No, like, but the fact that he's done this with like hundreds of girls, I know that that, oh, that yeah. part was crazy. That part, like, I really want to see it just from everything you've told me about it's it. It's rough, man. I started um, crying. I watched it twice already. It's, dude, it's some serious shit. Like, and then. People like I knew that he early on put Aaliyah on and married her. I did not know that she was 15 at the time and they lied about the marriage certificate and shit. And he was 27. It's a nasty fucking man. And then all the music he's telling on himself with every song he's writing for people. Mm -hmm. Like it was like AJ, nothing but a number. Like that track is fire. I can't listen to that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now you know. Well, I know what is it? I forget what what the law is, but I know there's. I don't know what state, but I know it's out there. Uh, there's a state where if you get the uh, sign-off from both parties of parents, parents regardless the, of age, are you, you are allowed to do the, not the Romeo, Romeo Juliet oh, no. That's, that's where if they're underage, but you've been dating, dating. for X amount of time. Yeah, they, it's, it's saying like date. the Romeo and Juliet Act is more equated to having uh, underage sex. So if someone's like 19, yeah. someone's 17. Exactly, but, if but they've been parties, dating for fucking years. Yeah, if both parents say like, oh, it's okay, we consent to the idea of you know they're sexually active it's yeah. fine and i'd say to my knowledge i could be wrong this could have changed don't quote me on it i know um there are states out there that have that same concept for marriage licenses so it's like you know one person could be 15 the other could be 20 30 40 whatever but if both parties and families agree to their marriage yeah, technically it, is legal that didn't happen well, I just don't know what state it's in. It was in uh, Chicago or Atlanta, but they got married in a different state apart so, from that. So, 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 in the United States, you yeah. know me, Mister Fact Check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minimum legal age, fourteen. So I am right. Yeah, but it varies state to state. Still, oh, of course. But in some states, with a court order, you can be fourteen and get married. Right, but not the states applicable to this shit. Not in Atlanta, or not in Georgia, and not in Illinois. And again, I'm not I'm not talking specifics on states. I'm just saying there are some. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, others for what you were saying with the parental consent. That's 16 to 17. Okay. And uh, 14 to 15, you can get it with the court order. Anything under 14, no go. Fuck no. Yeah. Just no go. In, not that I probably really want to. I, that's not really like a thing. That was that not I going through my mind like, when I was fourteen. The only thing I want to do is surf and you know try to flirt with girls. Yeah, I'm trying to like figure out like, where do you where would you even run into like he a was girl? Going, who's, that's what I'm saying. This dude was fucking nasty, man. He was going to his old high school in Chicago and picking up girls in his late twenties. What was it? There's an fucking article nasty recently man. that came out with Drake making out with a youngster who is well. You, no, okay, no, hold on. no, 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 hold on. no. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Tell yeah, me what's no, going on. There's a there's a difference to that. She was 17 at one of his shows. Okay. They don't... It's a ploy that's 
they shouldn't be doing when they're performing, but they'll pull up random chicks and then have like a you know a, a skit sort of on stage, right? And okay. their detriment is they're not IDing these chicks when they pull them up in the heat of the moment and whatever, and they're on stage. So these events are all ages? Back then. Well, I thought this was recent. No, this is old. This is like right when he first like blew up, and they're bringing it back up now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that was in the news that happened recently was the child star who was like, yeah, me and Drake text all the time. Blah, that was the oh, yeah, about relationships. Things, yeah. And so, yeah, I, that that's was a weird. Little, uh, that's, that's a little odd. That was but that's, that's not like totally illegal or wrong but i think it's odd no no no. it's for sure weird yeah. like for sure but there was like r kelly what he was doing was he 15 is cool he would yeah he would and then later in as the fucking addiction this sick fucking addiction carried on he started like obviously promising like young girl singers mm-hmm. like yeah i'll help you out with your career or whatever separates them from their parents and sort of brainwashes them jesus like charles christ. manson jesus and christ. some of these girls he has girls with him that have been with him for six years when they were 16 17 now 22 that haven't seen their fucking parents man jesus christ like this shit has got to stop well it's like what jake just said that's like some charles manson shit right there he's getting himself a little cult Dude, I know, and he's got that type of uh, impact on people where he's like super charming, blah blah blah. And they interviewed, you know, he'll and he and the weird thing is he does it the same way every time with every girl, which is weird because when I hear that, it kind of sounds like when you were like younger and you only knew that one way to pick up girls or some shit. Excuse me, you you only know that one method or that one you got that one thing you do. And I feel like he never kind of grew up. I feel like he never like grew out of that shell and he got stuck in it and then just never left. That's why he stayed like going to his old high school and like he was doing all that shit, you know. I, I feel know. like he just mastered the the map of it. He formulated a, an equation that he worked knew, for him and just kept doing it. He knew what girls age to age liked. He knew his level of who he was like I'm just saying he has a full like his ex-wife said it too like oh like I didn't know about it the whole time we were married which means that you have a whole team of people to insulate you from me seeing this yeah and your kids seeing this the whole time we were married living in the same house there were like four other girls in the same mansion I'm telling you oh my god and they never saw him because he makes them stay in a bedroom they have to like text him to ask to go to the bathroom and shit and they follow this shit like sex slaves it's fucked up man jesus i'm telling you wow that's terrible i mean it's not like r kelly it's something that i am not surprised about you know because you know we've been hearing about these allegations for many years it just never came to a point of acclimating of action but now it is i think once enough time passed that they were like you're right we did hear about this but i think now they're kind of like yo now we have enough to compile an entire thing to have a series of so we can really knowledge people the fuck up on really how much well, you, stuff we really do have that people don't think, oh, no, that's speculation. Oh, no, well, that's Well, you know what's crazy true. is Joe Budd on his podcast had a really great point, and he said, like, this is the sick music industry culture that most casual fans and whatnot don't know about, where, like, Sparkle had said in the, in the series... She was like a record exec from RCA. R. Kelly's still signed to RCA. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like, like I said, this has been going on for a long time. No, what I'm saying is like, but so somebody at RCA was like, 
I don't care. Said at the time of the sex tape, check this. I don't care if that's him on the tape. We can't afford to lose him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was making too much money for them at the time. But now that he's claiming, you know, he just got evicted from both his mansions. He only has a million dollars left compared to, he must have amassed like a hundred million. Oh God, yeah. Who knows how much he's made. So it's like, I think now that the money's run dry, that's when they're coming after him. They're like, all right, you're not making money for us anymore. Which is foul. Just crazy, right? It's fucked. I don't know, man. It's all sickening. And I'm glad this shit's finally stopping in the culture, at least momentarily. Even if it is a speed bump and then it sort of goes back to business as usual, I hope it doesn't. But, like, dude, this shit is real o'clock, man. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm just curious to... I think the one thing that pops in my head is, like, why is it coming now so prevalent because yeah. this kind of scenario has been going on for since the 80s right. not just you know r kelly i'm just saying the industry in general there are a lot of terrible yeah. scenarios just like this yeah and there's a lot of great ones too where you know there's amazing artists who aren't this like sick and twisted but why is it prevalent now is it because of the technological and inva- advancement where everybody's able to speak their voice is it because now this I, is kind of like a I, media train? i think time is a thing they're not able to just flip a switch and have them come out with this whole series. This series probably took, like, how long to, like, make they're and making document? It for, they're only making it for two years. So they're, so two years ago. And this has been going on for more it, than a decade. And this Me Too movement has lasted about two or three years. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think... I, I think, think it's what Carter was saying, where it's a combination of time, like you said, People having a voice, like you said, mm-hmm. and then so everybody has a platform now, and so there's a, a decent amount of people who are like enough is enough with yeah. all this shit. And that's scary to think like not even just the music industry, all the other atrocities and you know uh, digressions with communities, social you know scenarios. Because like you know, imagine if this was available in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the oh, 60s. Dude. Well, yeah. the, this society today would be way different. Be wildly different. So that's why, I, like, I bring back to the idea of like, so why is this prevalent now? Is it because of now that all the platforms are available to the general public, we're able to voice, and now all the shadows? I of think the, it helps it. I, I, yeah, I think, oh, it I think it 100% helps it. Helps it. Yeah, I think the weird thing, the thing that's sickening to me though, is his catalog this week after the series. It's so weird. Like the the series to preface this starts off with a footage of R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, a month before they started putting this together, when he had just heard they're putting this together, mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, he's like, you motherfuckers should have done this 20 years ago. He was like, my, he's like, my destiny's handcuffed to me. He's like, 30 million people may hate me, 40 billion fucking love me. He's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he's crazy. I've, I mean, his wow. math is really askew because there's only, what, six, seven billion okay. people on the planet. But, I'm but, just, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, though, and then his catalog after this airs jumps up 115% yeah. in streaming. Well, it's, it's like sickening, insane. man. It's scary because when you hit that, that stardom that level, the, there's a bit of a... There, there's you could go one of two ways. Yeah. Either you get so intoxicated with the gom the god complex of everyone just being like, oh my god, you're amazing, I love you, blah, 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 whatever you do. Or, you know, you veer from that God complex and still stay humble and be like, I'm just happy to be doing what I love. This is my art. Thank you so much for all the support and all the fans. And it's like literally a 50-50 split. Yeah. And that's fucked because that shouldn't be the case. But it is. And that's at least that's how I feel it is. It's either. I'm I'm just saying this dude's pushing it. Like, look at, because I know you guys haven't seen this. Look at what he did a month ago. Look at this. Look at this. So he's in Ethiopia. 
Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? What the fuck? What the fuck? He's fucking crazy. Oh, God. That's what I'm saying. He's different, dude. Like, this shit is fucking out of control. Like I said, I think this this stardom... I think once you're in the spotlight, you know, it's just as intoxicating as any other drug. You know, it's like you're doing something for yourself, but at the same time when you have this uh, outside environment, you know, feeding it, it feels good. Yeah. And constantly having that makes you get a little twisted upstairs. Yeah. I mean, something's rotten in Denmark when, you know, it's been this way for that long. So some obvi- he's he's talked about and everybody talked about him being molested as a kid and all this ste- is obviously stems from it. You would love this series actually, too, because they have about maybe four or five psychologists across the spectrum mm-hmm. from sexual abuse to uh, domestic abuse to, you know. Trauma, the, trauma, the all whole that. Shmiel, so they yeah. have four different therapists throughout the series explaining everything. Yeah, which you know, you or I might know, because it's just you know stuff that you may learn in therapy or whatever, or hear. You know, we've had a lot of friends who've gone through a lot of shit, so we've heard a lot of shit. Yeah, a lot, unfortunately. So, but dude, it's man, I, man, <laughs> it's it's hard to watch at parts. Like, I feel bad for the parents whose daughters are still in this. Like. It's you it's know. fucked. I mean, it is fucked on so many levels. And like, I did hear about how he had sexual abuse because his brother made a whole comment about that in the doc in the documentary. Right? Yeah, his younger brother. So well, he, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was like, so I didn't watch the documentary. I've read like a multitude of articles that have popped up on the internet in regards to the R. Kelly, you know, scenario because it's a, really a big issue. So it's been brought up at school for me. And like, you know. When is oh, when is it okay to talk about sexual abuse? Is it only okay to talk about in the media when you're famous, or is it only okay to talk about it when it comes to like the individual who is from a you know a rural area? Right. And the problem is when you're famous, the media obviously wants to you know expose that more because that grasps an audience. But in rural areas, this is like a daily occurrence. Yeah. And it's fucked. Yeah. And you know honestly. Even the ones that have, you know, unfortunately done these atrocious acts in, when they didn't have this, like, fame on them, they there are people out there that went and did the program, did the work, worked with therapists, and, you know, they're still dealing came with their out. demons, but they're not, they you know, out okay. feeding that addiction. Yeah. Whereas him, he thinks he's a bloody god. Well, and there's other, there's other parts to it, too, which a lot of people, like John Legend's in it, he alluded to it, a lot of people alluded to it, where... Oh, they, yeah, I, I saw, he was like, fuck him, or whatever. Yeah, child rapist and all that. Yeah. yeah. Which, go him. Like Mad props. Yeah. yeah. Mad props. There are a lot of celebrities who declined to be in the documentary, worked with him. A, I get it, because it's not being complicit to who he is. It's the fact they're like, look, we know he's fucked up, but I'm... Just, I don't want anything near that fucking cesspool of a situation. And I get it. But, you know, one thing they said was, if this had been happening with, like, teenage white girls, he would have been done in, at the fuck out of here. Oh, so yeah, quick. 100%. And it's sad. It's sad, like, that it, you know, it, there's that divide. It's like that. There's yeah. a hierarchy, and it's fucked. Because that so hierarchy fucked. is so twisted and so long, long past overdue for change. But, I mean, look at today what we're on over two weeks now of the government shutdown. 19 days. 19, yeah. 
Yeah. There's I mean, a lot of things I could say about that, but I'm not even gonna dive into that topic. I'm hoping, like, my one of my resolutions for 2019 is not to mention Trump or mention Trump as little as possible. You said that oh, last I'm, time, and now you've done it twice. Carter, just so. Oh, oh. God damn it. Carter doesn't have that resolution. He doesn't have that resolution. No, no, no. I was the one that incited it. No, no, no. I know. I'm, I'm still going back to our the podcast that Ben and I did together, where my, my resolution is to. One good thing a week that I enjoy and makes me happy. Because so, it's not a, too far, you know, where it's like, yeah, I'm going to become super buff and beat the shit out of, you know, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone or hey, something. Hey, you <laughs> know what? No, you're right. I did. I already, it, you know what? We're in January and I already finished my resolution. What was your resolution? Make more money. That was, <laughs> that, remember that? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. We had that and I had one resolution. Ma- save more money. Save more money. Save more money. And guess what? Now I finally can. I'm glad you do. I'm dude, glad fuck you're yes. it. So but no, dude, I I don't know. It's like just the fact that he's still like went to a Chicago nightclub last night. Like he's still out doing his thing. He's fucking crazy. He's just doing his thing. He don't give a fuck. It's he's Dennis Rodmaning the shit. OJ wasn't this loud when he was doing his shit. Again. Murder. There's not much of a fucking difference. There's not. Murder. Yeah, I think there's definitely a difference, there's but they're murder. both real bad. There, there's, a, like, here's this. Look. I mean, I, I put pissing on a teenage girl, brainwashing her, kind of with murder. I but, don't. But I law, law and government does not see it as you taking a, an actual life. He it, would get consecutive life sentences if he wasn't famous for what he's done right yeah, here's now. The, here's the, here's, yeah, here's, yeah, yeah. Like, here's the difference for me. I understand the psychological trauma of being pissed on. But I'd rather like, get beat on than it's stabbed like, to death. You can work through that. Like, there are ways to make you understand how shit of a person that individual was to do those atrocious but you're still, acts. But, you're still alive. but the other person, they're dead. You're done. You also could I see be, what you're saying. You Fine. also could be explained, you know, like, hey, that's that's a fetish. Some people got Te- weird. Yeah, technically it is a fetish. Some people got pee-pee stuff. But you know what? Like, <laughs> Then just do it with people over 18 who are willing. I know. I agree with you. But I don't consider that murder. I'm, nah. I'm sorry. I, I don't see that as murder. I don't and know. That's it's just so me. disgusting. That's I just, just equate it on the same that, level. That's just me. I feel like murder is finite. Being pissed on in psychological trauma is something you could work with. Yeah. One has a life. One's done. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Again, just my uh, our opinion. I get it. I mean, it's just, you know, the, what's the lesser of two evils? Okay, so look, me and Carter are fucked up, and you're a good two-shoes. We get it, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Apparently, this dude won't pee on anyone, but you come to me and Carter, we'll pee on your face. If he wants to stab you, we'll think twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, if my girlfriend, who is, who's over 18 in the future... I hope so. I wouldn't. No, well, you didn't let me. You didn't let me finish. Hold on, you can't do that. That's not fair. If she asked me, if she asked me to stab her, fuck no. Like it was some fucked up kink. No. If she asked me to piss on her, I would consider it. Okay, and that's the thing. Keep in mind, some people. Also It'd be hard for me to do that, but people I would people fucking. also have like that murder fetish or the knife fetish. Like, oh yeah, you know, being threatened. People like being. Some people being like, like being, cut, strangled, yeah, cut the, or threatened. You know, like yeah, masochistic so, way. Of so sex. you know, re- it, again, look, I I wouldn't appreciate being peed on. That doesn't. I mean, sound, I would not be high. That doesn't sound <laughs> fun for me. 
But I've totally had girls pee on me. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like, oh you know what I'm saying? Like, just, I'm trying to. I don't. I don't want to picture it. But I'm trying to picture out. How, how did they w- do yeah, that? How Were that you worked. in the bed? What did you put down? Yeah, I'm trying to picture like how that you know I just transpired. The cleanup being such a bitch. There's no cleanup. You just take the sheets and throw them away. <laughs> Damn, how many sets of sheets did you go I've through? I've gone through so <laughs> many sheets. <laughs> Unless they're white. Because then I just throw bleach in and I'm fine. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at these fresh Meanwhile, sheets. we're here talking about R. Kelly. This dude is a urine expert. <laughs> Fuck peeing on, bitches. I'm getting peed on. Jake, Jake's over here with his mouth open being like, oh, you've had asparagus. Okay. You don't need your mouth open. You'll smell that shit a mile away. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, but I don't know. For real, real talk. You know, I was just fucking around before, but I, I find it... Whoa, 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 whoa. But I find it... Demoralizing, humiliating, degrading. Yes, I find it to be all of those things. I'm not saying it's not a terrible thing. I find it to be a very disgusting. You act. just don't equate it with murder. If, if it's something that the part that the other person doesn't want, if the other person wants it, I don't give a fuck. That's fine. And they're over eighteen. Yeah. Nah, I don't even give a fuck. What? What? Yeah. Nah. Nah. I'm with Ben on this one. <laughs> nah. If they consent. I mean, 14. That shit better be on paper right, four, with the right. lawyer present. You're right. 14's young. I mean, and you're how, filming how old it? Was he? How old was he? At the time? Yeah. In his 30s. Oh. Mid never, to late 30s. Oh, never mind. That's what I'm saying. He's 51 never now. Never mind. Yeah. To me, that sounds more fucked up than anything sexual. That just sounds fucked up. Like, yeah. It's just like, oh, I didn't okay. realize he's... Wait, how old is he now? 51. He's... Yo, wait. We, I remember talking... Damn, he looked good for 51. I knew you were going to say that bullshit. <laughs> I, I was like, please don't say he looks good for his age. Hey, I'm not giving him any realize, the luxury no, sorry, of, I know I people pampering him and no, taking no, no, care yeah, of everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I guess when I thought the 14 thing, I thought maybe he was like young and stupid, like still in his teens, maybe? No, he's, nah. he started doing this shit when but he... But he wasn't even in That the was there. like when this sick ideology came into mind, being like, oh yeah, I'm super into this, and he just kept doing it for Yo, 20 plus okay, years or whatever. Because he knew was... he had pool because he was famous. He got famous in his like, Mid twenties. Okay, my bad. Look, I still don't put it on the same level as murder, but whoa, the level of fucked up I now see it at is very different. Because now seeing that he was my age and thinking myself, okay, literally thinking of me peeing on a fourteen. I don't even think I would have the courage to like. No, you have to be no. fucking twisted. Well, I don't want to be in a. I don't want even want to someone of that out. age if we have to have that discussion. Like, Bro, I'm not gonna lie though. I whipped my dick out in front of this doctor today. <laughs> I didn't even hesitate. He was like, "Were you proud?" Well, You're like, "Doctor." Yo, he was like, dun, 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 dun. "He was like, why don't you come here? Stand right here. Turn your head to the side and cough." And, cough. and I did so, and I didn't fucking he- my pants. He was like, "Drop your pants to your knees." Fuck that shit. They were down at my fucking ankles they were ready and i was ready to be examined not ready for anything else and i I gotta clarify that and i gotta tell you dude big difference going from a doctor who was like i just kind of went for like the whatever doctor before still a great doctor i'm not knocking the doctor i'm talking about the experience because their room way too cold (laughs) and this office i went to today 
Either they knew I was coming in or what, but they kept that thing warm for me. I took my jacket off and I was like, "You got comfy, yo." I was like, "Mm-hmm, mm-hmm." It's nice in here. Yo, what is this set at? What the? T- dude, you have my, a nest? Is that a nest? My turtle ain't afraid today. He ain't hiding in his shell oh, today. God. You know what Jake I'm saying? Jake gets down, does a couple of push-ups. Yeah, my my physique's also super dope. Just, yeah, just letting no. you know. Just letting you know. Yo, I didn't igloo dome it. I was fucking. You know, I was I was hanging loose, my friend. I was. I was proud when I whipped my shit out. <laughs> Granted, every guy should be proud, you know. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a half Asian dude, so I get a lot of flack. I get it. I don't. I see porn. We don't my give sh- you flack. My shit's not amazing, you know. It's not the size. It's it's the motion of the ocean, my friends. Everybody <laughs> likes their own brand. Maybe that's just why I tell myself. I don't know. Everybody likes their own brand. But look, everybody, everyone has their own sexual preference too. Here's the thing, too. All right, tell me if maybe you think you know what, Carter. This would be a question for you. Hmm. Because the doctor I had shown my shit to before, by the way, people, this is not for an STD, if that's what you're fucking <laughs> thinking, okay? It's a general checkup. I, males, was, all males. Yes. I've done okay, this. this. I've is, had to drop trial for my doctor. And Jesus Christ. Yeah, turn your head and cough. to check for my, a hernia. My nutter butter. It's the whole schmeal. So, so the first doctor was a chick. Okay. And that's where I felt a little... Uh, Nervous? It's cold in here. I'm a grower, not a shower <laughs> kind of deal. <laughs> and then this time around today was a dude, which mm-hmm. is weird because I thought I was going to feel really uncomfortable. And especially with some of the shit he said, I was like, oh, damn, you're being really blunt, like straightforward with me. Like, all right. And I felt like kind of like. You just let it go. Yeah. I was just like, you know what, dude? Tell me as a, like, yo, what's up with this? You're a fucking professional in this field. Yeah. Like, what's up with this? Like, like, is everything cool? Like, what, what, what's, what's, what do I, what do I, do I, anything I gotta worry about? And he's like, no, man, we're good. I, was like, <laughs> I felt so comfortable. You know, I, so, I felt so relaxed. Well, it's like you just said, you felt comfortable and relaxed. At the end of the day, it depends on your connection with your general practitioner, whether it be male or female. This was the first time I met him. I, Hey, you know, maybe you feel more comfortable around males. I also think it's age. I think after a while, you just let go of shit. He was young as shit. So I felt like me and him were close to around the same age. He was probably like 10 years older than me. Okay. Yeah, I would say, honestly, at the end of the day, it's just that comfortability. Everybody has their own comfort level. That's the thing. You can't gauge it on, like, you know, whether it be gender or age, et cetera. It's just, like, there are features where you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I could... Yeah, I'm not... It's like, this seems like a homie. I'm not judging on gender, you know? Oh, no, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm I'm saying just naturally, as a guy, I, I yeah, I felt a little nervous in front of this woman who I did not know. It didn't feel like a locker room set up where... Right. I actually have a curious question for you. Do you have more male figures in your family or females? Female. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, my whole point really just went to shit. Well, okay, in my age range, male. Yeah. Male. In my age range, male. Okay, so this brings me back to there my point. There are more females in my family, but the, the ones in the my age, age range, range yeah. that I grew up with are my age. So for me, it's like in my age range, all my extended family is female, and I feel more comfortable around females when it comes to, you know, digressing personal information. But I've had both male and female doctors, but at the end of the day, I, I also I didn't go and think about that. I like going to a doctor being like, look, this is a professional, just got to check my shit, like, this is just part of the job. Yeah. And yeah, I think also I hadn't gone in a while, so like, kind of being older, 
That's what that's what I'm saying. You're older, more, wiser. You're more yeah. comfortable with it. You've let go of shit. You live with your girlfriend who you have who builds regardless of what you say, builds up confidence in yourself. So you're gonna be naturally more comfortable around strangers because it's like such I'm an unconfident person, dude. No, bullshit. Yeah. But it's just like that, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like there's a there's a period when you're in your when you're in your teens, you're self conscious and shy, right? Of course. You come out of your yeah. shell, your late twenties to your mid thirties, you kind of don't give a fuck. You're kind of like, I've seen a lot. I've hopefully done a lot, especially like God knows we've done a lot. So at that point, well, so you still finally, got a lot you finally to do. stepped into your identity at that point. Yeah. Or hopefully yeah. you so have. So that's what I'm saying. Not, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so for Jake and to drop trout in a doctor's office, oh, this ain't nothing. Whatever. Yeah. Like, cool. Like this, which is funny because I remember the first time I knew that I had to do that. Cause I never had that when I was younger, obviously. And, the first time I had to do it when I was age appropriate, I guess. Like, For you, like your first physical or something? Yeah, I, I gotta admit. Puberty. I, I was so nervous. Yeah, me too. I was so nervous. And I think I was I so every skinny guy at the time, too. They took so much blood. I felt high as fuck when I <laughs> left that place because I was so lightheaded, dude. Yeah. Orange juice, baby. Yeah, they're like eat eat like yeah, a juice box. Cookie. Yeah, they usually give you like orange juice or some water. Well, usually orange juice, but the they they would. I, where are your doctors at, dude? Well, no, when you when you draw yeah, when you blood, blood, orange juice, juice helps what? helps you with yeah yeah no, sugar. I was in the fucking Palisades. I ain't gonna offer no juice. Well, juice costs extra in the Palisades. No. <laughs> that wasn't even an option. That wasn't on no menu. From I got it. Is that on the menu at the? Do- I go to the doctor's office. I look at their menu. Mm, let me get the uh, blood work physical with a side with of, a smoothie. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I know in general, in general speaking, check. it's yeah. like you know, if you get your blood drawn, they try to give you orange juice, just like Ben said, because of the sugar, so you still get some energy, and you're not so just like drained. Oh, I was drained. I went. Back to work and work the rest of the day. Oh Fuck my that. god! <laughs> you can't do it I was a fucking zombie. No one, like, I couldn't talk to anyone. I was moving at the speed of smell. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. But, but yeah, no, you're right. I think feeling like older, more distinguished, like you're comfortable in your own skin. I am comfortable in my own skin. I and you know what's crazy? Like, I am very appreciative and privileged in the fact that for some of my friends. And, and, you know, this isn't disrespect. This is, like, whether it's a gene thing, whether it's a stress thing, whether it's a whatever thing, you know? I, I do see... Actually, it's... You know what? It's people I meet. When I'm introduced to people I meet that are like, oh, this is my f- boss, or this is my so-and-so, and they're my age, but they look hella older. Mm. They look so much older. And I guess I'm accustomed to, like, my friends that I see that I feel like I went to school with that don't look older. Like, maybe that's because I know them, but, like, I, I met Tori, Tori's boss. Mm-hmm. He's my age. Okay. And this gentleman, he was super nice, but I was like, she was like, oh, yeah, he's your age. And I was like, he's my age? Like, damn, I thought this dude was at least 10 years older than me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and that's not the first time I've said that, you know? Granted, yes, like, Tori was like, dude, you're half Asian. No, it's not only so that. So you're going to have like a little I mean, better there's, genes. There, there's so many extraneous variables. Yeah. It could be genetics. It could be stress levels. Diet. Some people digest stress much differently than others. Yeah, for sure. And that. stress can make you age very quickly. Oh, for sure. You like, know, are you a smoker? Do you drink a lot? Yeah. Hey, what's you your diet? Eat a lot. Yeah, the dieting, bro. Like, How no. many, have, I don't know if you noticed with this whole new vegan craze, 
you see a bunch of people with the glow up like crazy because oh, they started sure. eating healthy. Yeah. All those look at Rick Ross now versus ten oh years ago. Oh my god, insane. Look yeah. at his face. Insane. Yeah. So it's like there's Why didn't Seal do with that? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I love Seal. Shame. I mean, it always comes down to like the the individual too, because that could be co- the total opposite. Some people would switch to becoming uh, a vegan, and their body would literally deteriorate. Well, yeah, what, what some I'll bodies say about, aren't meant for. They need yeah. high protein. What I'll say, like, well, that's uh, the misconception: is being a vegan to the level where you see these celebrities with the glow up. They're doing it the healthy way, but well, it, they also got a nutritionist in right, some, right next yeah. to their side. I mean, that's their job. But that's that's yeah. what I'm like, saying. It's, it's very hard to be a vegan responsibly. Yeah, for yourself, for your okay. own physical. And then looking health. up for the facts too, because you know what's put out there could be false. Yeah, yeah. And that that's the hard part. Is like when it comes to the average person that wants to be a vegan. Yeah, they got to go that extra ten miles compared to a celebrity. And a normal person is like, oh, beans and lentils. No, that's not. So I survive on jasmine rice and yeah. um, peas. So that's what you're that's what you're talking about, like the yogis who look. Yeah, like I'm like I'm like, yeah, I'm like talking about like the the individuals that don't you know have the privilege of having a nutritionist and you know their own personal trainer 24 hours a day. Yeah, all admit adjustment is a big thing. Um, you know, you talk about like being full of like pea and rice and stuff and shit like that, and like I've gotten in this terrible habit where i don't fucking really eat like anything you know and i realize this now especially going when i went to the doctor today they were like are you still the same weight as on your driver's license and i was 155 on my driver's license i was like yeah i'm pretty sure i'm the same weight and you know the chick was looking at me and you know i took my jacket off and she took my blood pressure and i went to go change like uh or I went to go put money in the meter, and I came back, and she was like, hey, you know, can you do me a favor and just stand on the scale? Like, you you just look a little skinnier than you're saying. And I was like, really? I'm tall. I'm 5'11", mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, sure. And I stood on the scale, and I was like, oh, my God. And I was 135. I've lost 20 pounds. You weigh what I weigh, man. And I now you're a skinny cat, bro. I, I yeah. the last time I was that skinny was in college. Mm. So when I looked at that, I was like, "Wow, I've been really bad to my body." So like, not eating or eating like small amounts is really unhealthy. Like I'll tell you that right now, my energy level is so low, dude. Well, and trust it's me, terrible. I, I totally get you. Like, I I was on that regimen, and then I made a, a change in my lifestyle because I was going through some personal trials and decided to go on medication. And, you know, eating is essential when you take medication. So did, were you? are you saying you had medication that made you hungry, or are you saying that you had to force yourself to eat? I had to, to force eat? myself to eat because I'm taking medication because if I don't, then I'm going to feel sick. And then I'm not going to be able to function. That's going to be detrimental to, you know, schooling, work, normal responsibilities, et cetera. Yeah. It's like if I don't yeah. do that, you know, I'm going to be, you know, a zombie. Or I'm just going to throw up everywhere and be like, yeah, f- fuck this. I hate it. And like anything, it's just an adjustment. After a while, I probably leveled off for you. And you're oh, like, yeah. Right, I not. mean, you know, I've been doing this now for, what, like a little over a year? Yeah. Maybe yeah. a year. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So, so. it's like. Obviously, there's always an adjustment period with whatever your diet plan is or change, but it does get better. Yeah. And, dude, trust me, Jake, and, like, 
I had a, a client who was in the studio today who was like, like, do you want to, they were like, we'll treat you lunch. You want a burger? And I was like, no, I'm good. I brought a salad. Like, they were like, why do you need a salad? You're already skinny. And I was like. It's not about that. And I, I get that it's not about no, that. It's, no, no, no. And what I'm saying is I told them, because I'm the same as you, is I was like, uh, I probably eat like one really big meal a day and then like a couple like snacks snacks like healthier snacks and whatever yeah but it's like it's not good like it's really not good for you and my yeah, energy levels are like too same boat except for me it's like big breakfast and then like just snack out through the day right right yeah it's like sometimes i'll just have that one meal and i'm like fuck dude like this was not good this was not like but i'm, I'm just like i don't know like lately i just get have been getting like bad anxiety and you know the whole like hernia thing and it's just like food just like eating is like become a challenge which is like the complete opposite you know i even signed up with like one of my homies who's doing this amazing fitness thing dude he is yeah he's like killing it he's oh, like are you talking well i think i know who you're talking about i don't think so this is a homie i went to high school starts with, with a j sean oh no, no. no, no, no. it's my homie sean and his wife and uh and they're great, and I signed up for his thing, and it's just like, you know, he's probably, like, the third trainer I've signed up with. And, because, you know, I just get in these phases of, like, right. going through that kind of shit, and uh, and I just, like, I'm like, fuck, dude, the dieting is the hardest part. And it's not about the foods you eat, it's just eating, mm. you know? And for me, my problem is like, fuck, all right, I got to go to the store and get this shit. I'm a lazy fuck, dude. Yeah. I, I order food fucking three times a week. Well, it's very easy to do. I mean, it's, it's so like, e They make it so easy now. I'm like, fuck, dude. It's just so expensive. I, I had to tap out of that like a couple that, months ago. I, I did like, I do one of those apps being broke where they like, like put on check on all your spending. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, I you was start spending to realize, way right? too much on like takeout where it's like, you know, do Uber Eats, Hey, you're Dash. spending $500 a month on takeout, just so you know. Yeah, I was like, just like, Whoa. oh, I mean, I'm not exactly a brilliant. I can maybe make like three decent dishes, like decent dishes. But the rest is like, I would always order something. Yo, like, your you know, wall takeout. spaghetti is the best shit I ever had. <laughs> your wall <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> that was so bad. Ugh. I don't even want to elaborate on that. No worries. Uh, no I, worries. No worries. Long, long story short, I had a very long night with some friends, had a brilliant time, <laughs> came home. Had the crackpot idea of making spaghetti. I, I decided to make some spaghetti. It very it backfired miserably. And yeah. pretty much it like splattered on my wall and I was like, oh, fuck. And I think in my mind state at the time, I was like, well, I guess I'm not eating. I just went to bed. And then Jake came over and I was just like, dog, what the fuck happened? <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> I'm literally marinara on the walls. Like, Is there a cat the in a hat roaming around? Like, I'm wondering how many... I was, at first, I was like, maybe he just, like, did the whole, like, pasta on the wall thing. But then failed. But then you just kept trying. <laughs> like, every, every, like, five minutes just to see if it's done. Just got, I'm picturing Carter just frustrated as fuck. Just like. Dude, I bet, like, 100% I tried making it. And then I didn't grab... I, like, grabbed the handle very close to the base of, like, the pan. And what happened, it burned so bad. I was like, ah! Threw it all over my wall. I'm like, motherfucker, that was my food. And then... Right, so you just discouraged? Yeah, I was just, just like, fuck this. I'll go to bed. <laughs> no, look, like, cooking's rough. I think, like, I've never been good with the whole meal prep thing. I think that takes a certain type of person. I don't oh, care. Yeah. I don't care. 
about that expression. It takes two weeks to develop a habit. I'm not built to do eight Tupperware containers. It's like we already have so many other things in our lives that we're responsible for. If I got a meal prep, like, to that level, I would probably lose my fucking mind. Okay, that's a good place to transition because I've been having this fucking thought pop up and pop up again recently. I don't know if you guys have been getting this. Maybe it's some weird OCD anxiety or whatever I'm going through, but it's like I start calculating, okay, the steps to do things. All right, now I have to grab my keys. Oh, another thing, I have to grab my phone. Mm-hmm. I got to no, get the fruits, thing. the vegetables, the blender, to mix it up. I got to no, get a pu- cup to put it in. Like. It's literally to the point where it's like I have to pick up my phone. I have to get my keys. I have oh, to yeah. drive eight miles. I have to go do this. And it's like, dude, this is so many fucking things in a day. This is so, like, this is the whole laundry list. And I'm trying to, like, woosah. And just be like, okay, this is just normal living. Regular, regular. So just, like, instead of being so fucking calculated, just separate from it and just be like, all right, like, cool. Have this, have this. Sometimes I want to be forgetful and just be like, oh, fuck it. Dude, trust me, I'm in the exact same boat. I try to conceptualize every single moment in my life. It's, it's like, so annoying. Wake up. All right, I got about five minutes. I'm going to go grab the clothes that I'm going to wear today, do the shower. Got to make sure, yeah. you know, like brush my teeth. Oh, shit, I got to make breakfast so then I can have my medication. Yeah. After that, I got to make sure I grab my meticulous books, blah, blah, blah. And then books. pan out, you know, any folders, files for work that I have to bring with me because I have to go from school to work and then after that it's like oh shit I gotta stop at the bank and drop off that check yeah. oh, fuck I have no food at home I have to go to the grocery store all of a sudden I get home it's 11pm I'm like well this day sucked <laughs> see what I'm saying yeah so it's unloading all of that baggage of that and just live and yeah. I'm like dude like yeah fuck it like obviously like daily responsibilities of like show up to work on time or you know I made a promise to this person be there Mm-hmm. But it's like, watch me change in the next year. People are going to think I'm an asshole, man. Mm-hmm. For real. Because, like, the old me is changing in some ways. Like, I'm not extending myself to make plans. I'm not going to be the planner anymore. I'm that not. was Carter. That was, yeah, dude. I was doing that for I remember no, you longer being than I was like, dude, this fucking bullshit. Like, I'm tired of doing this. That's how I felt, dude. <laughs> like, I was just over Like, for it. you two, I'll organize shit always. If I can, like whatever. No, well, yeah, for us, like, but I'm for like, sure. yo, I'll put, yeah. my, put, put my I'm like, out and try I'm and... like really quick to write some motherfuckers off where it's oh, like, for sure, put for some sure. time in. I'm yeah. like, dude, 100%. It's all right. This is all one thing that I've been like coming to terms with, uh, you know, at our age. It's like, you know, when it comes to friendships, work relationships, romantic relationships, et cetera. It's gotten to a point where I become a lot more blunt where it's like, you know, you know what? This is what I'm kind of going for, and this is what I think could work out. Like, does that sound cool? And they're like, nah. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm out. Yeah. Like, I just, we, none of us have that time. We have so many responsibilities under our belt. There's no reason to go above and beyond for someone that won't do the same thing. And that's the thing. I think as you get older, your friendships become more intimate. Yeah. You know? I well, think- you start discovering who are... Exactly. The people who are actually exactly. your friends. Well, let's see. I've known this person. I've known this person. Yeah, it's a good distinction. Mm-hmm. For 15 years. I've hung out with them like 15 times. Yeah. They're my friend. But you only see that person once a year. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like, how far are you going to go? 
Yeah. How far are you going to go for that person you see once a year? Are you really that tight? Mm. Or are you going to be tighter with the people that you do the podcast with, that mm. you call when you need help, that are there for you when you fucking need them to without asking? And they're just like, what? I'm there. That ha- I'm, I'm on my way. Yeah. I'm on my way. Because I know Ben does that. Mm-hmm. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> I do. I fucking hate that you do that. I fucking hate when you just like are like, oh yeah, no, it's cool. I'm on my way. I fucking hate it. But you know what? That's a homie. That's a friend. That's that, a fucking friend right there. That's it. I don't have to fucking ask you. I'm mad that you do it, but in my heart, I'm so fucking glad that I know that's why I'm telling you in the first place. Because I want to fucking hear you say that to me. I want to hear you say. I'm on my way. A friend is there even when that person doesn't want you there. Exactly. Because you know it's And I've always appreciated that about you and Carter. Yeah. You know, I've always appreciated that about our very select friend group. We have a very large, fucking huge friend group. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. You know? And And I know you hate it. I just, I'm like, it's those habits that I can't break where I'm like. No, 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 no. But that's not a bad habit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and there's that, a lot worse habits out there. I'm not, ru- I'm, sure. not I'm not rude with it. I'm and, just like And of course right. the the character of person Cuz to me are, I'm like in my head I'll tell you my logic. I gave you a time so it should it does in my head I'm like oh, it doesn't matter if I say I'm on my way. I told him 8 o'clock. Like uh, right. I'll be there around within 5 minutes of that zone. That's yeah. it. And that's where that comes from. And I'm okay with that. But I can also take it if you're like, I fucking hate it. And I'll be like, I know you hate it. <laughs> it's like, accept me, motherfucker. <laughs> like, but I, no, I do, obviously. Yeah. It's like, too bad. I'm in your life. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, yo, I, I, don't, I don't shit on y'all's names. But that's the kind of friendship I think some people need, you know? And yeah. Well, the friendship the three of us have is, if we look at our extended it's a group, it's a, bond. a lot yeah, of people different. don't have what we got. No, for sure. That's and, different. And that's the thing. You look. If if I have friends, and I'm I know we all have them, even our listeners. Like, you got homies out there. You'll put your neck out for. If I w- it, especially for even, I'll be real. Even like that secondary friend for you, who might be a primary friend for someone else. Let's say if Ben didn't know Carter, mm-hmm. and Ben was super tight with me. And you were super tight with me, Carter. Mm-hmm. And I came to you and I was like, Carter, I I got a homie and he needs help. And this is super important to me. And I really fucking need you. I really fucking need you right now. Can you help him out with this? Yeah. You would try. That would be my immediate response. I'll be I'll do everything I can. Look, like, I'll try. And you know what? I think we would all do that for like... That secondary friend. Outside, we have been doing you know? that. Let's be real. We all That's each true. each one of us it, have been doing that. It for depends others. who it is for me now. For sure. But and you but we but, all know each other do, well enough to not ask. Exactly. But yeah. when you do, it, it can pull that person in tighter and maybe yeah. they want to hang out more. And if they get that grows, that's dope, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, f- I feel it. I feel like it's wild because I look at my pops and for him for the most part. He ain't got no friends left. He ain't got no friends left. He's like, all my friends have passed away. And he's got like maybe one or two homies. One or two homies. Yeah. That's who he hangs out with the rest of his life. Dude, that's like my grandpa, same scenario. Uh, 
bummer. You know, it's it's a hard when you're in that position, when you're in that stage of life too. This this is honestly inevitable for everyone. You know, there's a point in your life where you know, unfortunately, you may live out the rest of your days longer than your friends you grew up with, and that's something you unfortunately have to come to terms with. And that that was the worst when my dad came to terms with that. Ah, oh. it's a bitch. That no. is like being crucified. When he talked to me about it, it was like one of it was one of those speeches. It was one of those things that you just hear and you're like, it's like an existential speech, man. being like, yeah, I'm passing down some knowledge. Like he he straight up passed that knowledge, being like, look, I'm this old. I don't have. He said this to me. He's like, I don't really have any friends left. All my friends have died, and it's hard for me. And I mm-hmm. was like, well, you got mom. And he's like, I love your mother. I, I know I have your mother. But it's like there's and a difference between a great. partner a and, your, and a friend. And he's like, and you know what? And as soon as he kind of like just reiterated what I said back to myself, and I was like, you're right. Like, it's it's life. You can have a girlfriend. You can have a wife. But you gotta have a at least a homie there, man. Yeah, if you like, if you have no friends, there's a difference between having no friends and then say having two and having thirty. Yeah. I don't. I'm not so them sh- quarters and pennies. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I care at this point to be the dude with fifty friends that everybody knows. I don't really give a shit because no. I'm proud and, of and the and six I, friends you know I do. I that. was. I was back in the days. I was all about having like yeah. You were the little socialite. Yeah, the turtle. You know everybody. You you want to know what though? That was also being raised like so reserved, living in a fucking hole for so long. That makes sense. And then I saw the world, and then I learned about alcohol, and I was like, "Yo, let's fucking go!" (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, yeah, like that obviously changed my whole perspective on life. I was like, oh my God, you can be wild and crazy and have friends that you can hang out with all the time. My friends, I would always have to text my parents and let them know. I, it's, you're not sleeping at people's places unless it was a very vigorous planned thing. Where they like sat, like your parents sat down with their parents and you're like, hey, there, let's hang out there and talk was about no, the kids. There was <laughs> no shooting them a text when I was underage of being like, yo, I ain't coming home. Because the nights that I didn't come home, oh my God, that ruthless morning of like, where have you been? What have you done? I was like, honey, I'm grabbing what? the belt. Who? <laughs> I killed three people. Like, yeah. it's, you know, obviously I want, it's crazy though, because now I look at it and I'm like, I want my kids to be like that. Like, I want my kids to fucking text me whenever they're fucking not gonna come home you know like i want to know like i don't want to fucking stay awake at night being like god damn it where's my 16 year old daughter like is she safe is she out of friends at least i want to know if she's coming home yeah and i get that now but before i was so fed up with it i was like yo y'all need to fucking chill but i really do see like where they were coming from on that yeah yeah, mm, like I'm happy the way I was raised because you were mom, lucky. You're always that that lucky one. I always. But thought. I also attribute me never going too wild to the fact that my mom gave me leniency. You didn't abuse it. I didn't abuse it. I was always in the middle, seeing wild shit. You're right. That's I what I want. It. That's what I no. That's what I want. But I that, want a kid that I can give freedom to right. that doesn't fucking abuse it. But the way well, I got lucky in that scenario because it's like 
No, you're like me where we just never got caught. There's well, a y'all went wild. No, no, so there's I, a difference, no, think of this. So I had a younger, we had a nine-year difference. We have a nine-year difference. Who? My sister and I. Oh, I was like, you and me? What? No. So, you know, when my sister came uh, to life, pretty much, my parents were like, all right, we already fucked up on the first one. Let's Wait, make sure we on. do everything right on the first one. That's a whole other conversation, by the way, when you say coming to life, because then I got to ask... At what point is coming to life? Born for you? when she was oh, born, God. the focus oh, was you know, put Ben's on her. At me, yeah, we're going. No, I don't. No, want to no, go no, there. no, I won't go there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to go there right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. No, 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 no. I see what you're saying. You, you guys, you're both only childs. Yes. Yeah. But together, that, that's a difference. So. But together, we have each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They think they think we're brothers. Yeah. Yo, yo, that's a story for that, next that, time. Yeah, that's another story. No, but like, I think it came from yeah. So like, I would be at raves till four a.m., but my mom would be the one picking all of us up because she was like. You know, I just don't want to risk. And I'd fucking do it for my kids. No, and so what I'd I'm saying it, is, yeah. but I'd be texting her like throughout the night, like this is so much fun, blah blah blah. What happened so to your son? And that came. He through. killed himself, his three friends, and four others in a car <laughs> in a car accident, driving home from a rave, rolling on ecstasy. So eight people died. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of lives ruined because you didn't want to. <laughs> Fucking call your yeah. mom no, to but give it, you a ride. It was like. also like tenth grade. Like I got drunk for the first time. Called my mom. Like at a at a real like high school pro- proper high school party, freaking out that I was drunk and I wanted to go home. I got read the riot act for being drunk. Like whatever. But then it just got more relaxed. And I started DJing Habibi till like three a.m. and whatever. And it was just like we're DJing Chris Pecks, like all that wild shit. And let, she, you know, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you both a question. How old, you know, because every parent's like, I'm going to teach my kid young about alcohol and stuff. How young would you be like to your kid, yo, let's sit down and drink? How old? How old would your kid be? 16. 16? What do you say, Carter? This nigga's the good thing. Because I'm thinking of the social normity of it all, right? Like, I've seen it on both sides of, like, Australia and then America. It depends on the development of the child. That's it's, your, it's your kid, so that's all on you. Nah, if they if they understand if they're able to understand the maturity of drinking alcohol, okay, I have they're that a discussion. normal kid. They don't have any learning. Yeah, kids don't. Issues. Issues. No, I'm, no, I'm not saying they have any learning issues. Yeah. I'm saying the fact that the day I feel comfortable enough to so express to my child about you know drinking drugs and all that, that day will come. There's not a specific age to that. Development changes for everybody. Everybody develops differently. Okay. Okay. And then, and then there's also, and then there's also the point where they're on the high school playground finding out shit like it's a prison yard that they that you didn't teach them. That was me. No, what I'm saying, it's gonna happen naturally. I found it out by going to Malibu High, filled with cokeheads at ten, in tenth grade. Yeah, I never, I never got no birds in the bee speech. I oh, nev- dude, neither did I. I, I. I was that. taught that in elementary school. I never My got school was no, like no drug. I never got no alcohol education. I didn't get any of that shit from my parents my parents just trusted Watched a lot of porn they no no no, no. <laughs> for me no hbo late at night yeah skin oh, no. and, and then you pretend to be asleep what are you talking about yeah what are you talking about i didn't do that no i never got into porn as at a young age I don't at know, 12 is skinamax cinemax Oh, Remember Cinemax. That I was like, what the fuck is Cinemax? Cinemax always had like the NR yeah, or the softcore or... shit. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, damn, dude. You well, see remember... that bitch riding that fucking belly button? Fuck. Her boobs, bro. Her boobs. Yeah. Her boobs. <laughs> Under tit. 
Those are titties. They're they're kind of titties, but they're titties. I saw, I, saw, <laughs> I saw the outer layer of a nipple. No, like or like when you were when we were kids and illegal cable was a thing, and like there would be the fuzzy Playboy channel coming through at like when you were eight at like your aunt's house. Yo, I'm not gonna lie, my homies in Crenshaw. Yeah. They were all up on the black box. And they <laughs> yeah. always With the red offered, digits? Yeah, they always offered it to me. And I, dude, I tried to get my parents on it. And they wanted to be the cool people living in the Palisades when it was cheap to get a home there. And they were like, we can get cable and HBO. And I swear they did the trial because we literally had HBO for like three months. Oh, God. And then it was gone. And I was like, where'd HBO go? Why? And I wasn't watching the late night stuff. I was just like, they are cool movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so but, that, uh, that's what I'm saying. I think I think it, all of that developmental stuff comes out when there's the weird balance between what you're teaching your child and what the world is teaching your child. I think because of my mental state and my maturity level now, if I were to have a kid. And obviously that would change. Like if I say 16 now, mm. that means in 16 years, I might have a different thought Point process view, yeah. on that, you know? I mean, parents are literally discussing today for their four-year-old whether or not to let them use an iPad. It's different. Shit's oh, different. yeah. I'll let my kid use digital shit. Like, right, but what I'm saying is they're going to learn well, shit ultimately yeah, way earlier. Definitely. Yeah, they're going to learn stuff way earlier because they can just Google whatever. Yeah. So it's like you're you're playing with apples and oranges at that point. Yo, it's by like, the what way, are you, what you are you know, sacrificing? When I when I was in middle school, I didn't have no fucking internet. When we had book reports, it was like you go to the goddamn library and shit. You didn't like, have AOL. Why I had discs? AOL later. <laughs> I had AOL later, but fifty six k. But there wasn't a lot of search engine results for like what I needed in like book report. Lyco, Lycos and Netscape and all that. No, yeah, I had all. God of that. forbid, going to a library and checking out. It was a book just is now archaic. It was easier to go to. A <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Then. I'm not against going. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like that, that's that's the point of where we're at because we yeah. grew up, you know, you in know, a, in that time where it's like we would go to a library and check out a book if we have to do research. Where now it's just pick up your phone, iPad, is he, whatever is extraneous, is you know, shit. But, and you know, I'm pretty sure I brought this up before. But this is still something I plan on doing with my child is I want my, you know, look, I'm not going to force this if they get old enough. I'm not going to force this on them. But when my kid is young enough to understand stuff, like if I give them, if they're fucking around on my my iPhone and not really like understanding what applications and shit are like that's fine you know and right. old enough to like kind of like developmentally understand what things do i want to start them on old video game consoles oh yeah and then <laughs> you know maybe every like year if they're young enough like you know if they're like four start them on my super nintendo and then when they're five I'll put them on my PlayStation, and then when they're six, I'll put them on my PlayStation too. So they're still young enough to not quite understand. They're good, but they're the going to be in class with the kids with the newest consoles. I'm going to do the operant uh, operant conditioning where it's like no, no kid, no kid is going to be playing fucking PlayStation whatever 
at like age five. I like, have friends doing that at age five. Really? Mm. I feel like they're not going to understand. I want to get them on an age that they're young enough that they're just figuring out what down twos are. Like they're just <laughs> figuring out like, right. you know, like DPs and shit like that. Like I want to get them on video game culture and maybe that's wrong of me. Maybe think people think like I'm like uh fucking what's his face who did that whole movie with the atomic family who lived underground and then they like Brendan Fraser did it. Cloverfield? No, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. Brendan, <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, you know who Brendan Fraser is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know what movie it is. Bro, it's like he lives underground with his parents, and then he goes up when he's in his 30s, and he's like, oh, what's this? Because they thought that there was going to be an atomic bomb, so they stayed underground until they thought radiation would have passed. I don't know. I'm thinking of Bubble Boy. (laughs) Did did you guys ever see that? Oh, yeah, of course. course. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Uh, For me, it's like I always had the idea of operant conditioning where it's like, if my child enjoys a specific hobby, whether it be gaming, sports, et cetera, if they do well in school, I'll do everything in my power to make sure what the, the hobby they enjoy, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to, you know, apply that. Yeah. It's like, and it's to each their own. It's like, I, some of my friends that I used to have, that I grew up with rather, like that grew up that house that you stayed over at where they could watch all the M-rated, uh, play M-rated games and watch all the R movies and all that. Some of them, it had an effect on. You oh, definitely, see it later 100%. On. Some of them, it didn't. Some of them, it was like the Amsterdam theory. Like, I'm exposed to everything. Boom, ho. Huh? Got it real quick. Got what? Oh, oh. Brendan Bl- Fraser. It was called Blast from the Past. I remember that movie. Came out in 1999. And it had the retro logo for the film. It's on the like poster. an atom. It's like an yeah. atom shape. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, a naive man comes into the world after <laughs> spending 35 years in a nuclear fallout shelter. That was because his parents thought that there was going to be like probably Russians or someone dropping a nuclear bomb. So the end of days. We did have, you know, that whole nuclear war. So yeah, like. Now we're getting close to that. Oh, my God. By the way, real quick, all I want to say is I want to be wealthy enough that I can fucking have some kind of atomic shelter in my home. I'm a weirdo like that. I'm one of those doomsday preppers where I want that. I want zombie and nuclear deterrence in my home. Like So I'll, being prepared for Armageddon. Yes. I <laughs> want that. I'm so paranoid about that. And Ben Ben's looking very like bewildered right no, now. No, I'm 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 sizing it all up because it's something that I particularly don't understand. Okay, because here, I, and I'm trying here's to. Here's something. Here's something for you. I would do this not for my lifetime because it probably wouldn't happen in my lifetime. Oh, but I don't know. I think we may see it in in our lifetime. But, I, think, I think we'll see a scare. But I, I said this last time on the last podcast. We've had electricity. For 200 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We yeah. have developed some insane fucking technology in 200 years. In another 200 years, like we went from nothing, we went from lightning on a kite to a goddamn iPhone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like to me, in another 200. So your thing is cells multiplying. Yeah. Of, I'm yeah. thinking we Osmosis. are for sure going to create some AI. Or someone will. And someone then that will. person's going to become the next world power. But I feel like some Skynet shit might happen. Well, right now it's data. So data is leading to a lot of shit. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Where like, I'm sure a computer would be like, why do we need them? 
Yeah. Mm. Well, that's what Elon Musk is so paranoid like, about. Like, I don't right? understand the function of their purpose. To press a button that we can automate, we can create that. Yeah, it's like these humans are idiots. Yeah. Let's say if we can they're technologically like, make What a are these formula. decisions they're making? Why are they making these based on this? Statistically, that's not accurate. And I totally get where a computer site comes from in that sense, but I also understand like a humanistic like evolution to where we how long and shit we got to to get here. So yeah, like that's why I want it because I'm so Well, paranoid. you get your shelter and if that happens, I'm driving right over it. Oh, definitely. I'm not I'm not making a fucking single person for me and my girl to share. I'm I'm gonna make it at least substantial for like Man four or five people. Or repopulate humanity. It'll look like a YouTuber <laughs> Maybe not that. <laughs> it'll Maybe look not. like it'll look like a YouTuber's bombshell. It'll be like a bomb shelter. It'll be like just like a bunch of neon lights, a comfy couch, a mini fridge. And... I'd just be like holding a knife every night <laughs> like no one can touch my woman. <laughs> no one can touch her. We have to repopulate. That's fantastic. Well, your seed is going to die alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's like, that's what, it's funny because that actually, it makes me think like what Carter and I were talking about before the podcast because we have different views. I said time is a luxury. All right. I said, and luxury. I was like, time can be a curse. And I was like, yeah, but a curse, I consider that being optimistic about time where luxury is seen as the negative because a curse in my head is like, oh, I didn't achieve everything I wanted to. So you're talking about vampire culture? No. Yeah, that's vampire no, culture. The way I, the way I want to give my example is since I want to explain over person. this podcast. I want to be totally real on that one. All right. I'm just saying, like, like, when you live forever, it's a curse, but when you're limited, it's a benefit. So it's like luxury, by definition, is finite. You have your Gold life. Gold is finite. That, like, like I said, I'll, I'll explain mine I'll, off this. All, right. all I'm saying is life is luxury, in my opinion. Yeah, which that's how I feel with time because I just am like, okay, spend it wisely because it goes by faster and faster and then it's just up. One thing I never understood is like homeless people in LA yeah. or like, you know, major homeless cities. Homeless people in general. Yeah, well, in, in the metropolitan it, it, yeah. scenario, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, damn, if I was homeless, I'm a weirdo where I would just fucking like figure out a way to make my way to the like some kind of woods okay and live there yeah but okay you, you know survive on your own i'm a big survivalist so like you, um, well, i live on panhandling and if like i can at least like try to survive on my if own. you could figure it out then yeah if your mind is all there enough to do that. I think a lot of homeless people, their mind isn't there to get things in place. It's one thing. Or maybe maybe panhandle in LA enough to like afford like buying that one IKEA shed mm -hmm. that you can buy, move somewhere, insulate, live in the middle of fucking nowhere where no one is gonna bother you. But I think a lot of homeless people don't have the capability mentally to even think that rationally. They're not all there to the point That's, where they can... Some are not all there. I have seen some that are very all. aware. Yeah, I'm not saying all. But there have been some where I'm like, okay, you're crazy. Yeah, and there's some homeless people that just can't hold a normal job, like whatever, or some that have just been broken by society. Right. So it's like, whether it's a traumatic incident, their mind snaps, but then they, they wouldn't be able to do what you're saying. But then there's other people where a financial crash happens, right? And then they're homeless, right? Mm -hmm. So that is when, in that scenario, I could see that working out. 
where it's like, let me go plant, plant some crypto. veggies. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I invested all of my millions in crypto. Okay, it's the next currency, bro. Remember how that was? Some people went, dude. People went homeless. Yeah, I mean, some they, people put all broke. their they put in all it. their shit into it. Like, what was exactly a brilliant decision? Look, do I see it being the next big thing? Big thing? No. Yes. I, think, I do. I don't. Here's here's my problem. I think that it's a red flag once a lot of people start saying this is the next big thing. Mm, I ne- agree. It's never the next big thing. I mm-hmm. think it still has the potentiality to be something. Not in our lifetime. It's just so not when you have new. idiots commenting on like YouTube comment people. Not Steve Jobs when he says the iPhone is the next big thing and nobody believes him. Those are the ideas where it's like when nobody agrees. Mm. That might have a chance. When it's everybody agreeing with confirmation bias all over the place, never. Yeah. Seldom is it ever going to work out 10 years down the road. I agree with you 100%. I've never seen an example where that worked out, where everybody was in agreement and it right. was like, mm-hmm. and there's a, there was a hype where everybody's like, Kanye West is going to be big forever. Where are we now? Man, that fool's an idiot. But you see what I'm saying? Or like where it's like those, you know, or it's like MySpace. Who like, are like, sneakers are going to be big forever. No, they're not. It was like, like MySpace. MySpace is going to be the big thing forever. Facebook comes up. Nah, it's fucking stupid. What is it doing now? Yeah. So it's like, yo, rock and roll is the only genre of music that's going to dominate forever. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Now. So that's what I'm saying. I think like it's like with crypto. When I see that, it's like tall tale signs of like, yo, slow up. Because so it's like. I I remember telling some friends who had just like a few bitcoins when you when you were farming whole bitcoins initially yeah. before yeah, yeah, you could yeah. invest yeah. into it. 100%. And I was like, dude, just sell them. He's like, yeah, I mean they're worth twenty thousand a piece. I mean maybe I'll keep them in. Like, see no, what I- you fucking sell them. Sell that shit. Barely yeah. anybody did. You know, yeah, that's just got bad news bears all over. No, it. a lot of people did, and that fucked it up. Yep. So rule of the story is: don't invest in crypto and don't be R. Kelly. Facts. Facts. So I'm naming this episode "Fuck Robert Kelly." And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm cool. Me. I'm, I'm gonna go to the bathroom on that one. Yo, uh, kill it. You know, fucking die. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. That's really vulgar. But I'm just saying, I, I really don't like you. I wouldn't be too upset if you died, Robert <laughs> Kelly. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this has been Show No Shame. Just be happy. This is a new year, and we love you. Cheers. Show no shame.